Welcome to Talk the Talk. I'm Bill Newman. And I'm Buzz, Buzz Eisenberg. Eisenberg. And Buzz is indeed here. And we welcome to the studio Max Page. We are so pleased. There may be some background noise because Max actually is in an airport, so there may be some background noise, but we really wanted to have Max Page with us this morning because there are two issues that are crucial to the Commonwealth that we want to hear about. First, we want to hear about the MTAs, the Massachusetts Teachers Association's reaction to the governor's budget because Max is the president of the Massachusetts Teachers Association. And we want to hear about what's happening with the strike of the Newton educators because that has been headlines across the state this week. Max, what do you care to start with, the budget or with the strike? Sure. Well, let's start with the, with the strike, Newton. Yep, our members in Newton uh, chose last week, last Thursday night, uh, to take a vote. They voted 98% in favor of going on strikes. So they went out on strike Friday morning and then have been out all week this week trying to get um, a fair contract. And the MTA supports them getting a fair contract. Um, and it's been They've been bargaining. I think this is really important for listeners. They have been bargaining since last October, not October 2023, October 2022. This is, and they, because they have faced a mayor and a school committee unwilling to negotiate over some very important items that will improve our public schools and the working conditions for our members. Now, Max, what I think many listeners know is that teachers and other public employees do not have a right, have no right to strike in Massachusetts. And therefore, if they file an unfair labor practice charge against a school committee for failing to bargain in good faith because after 18 months of bargaining they've gotten nowhere the remedy is for the massachusetts what was called the labor relations commission uh to issue an order saying bargain in good faith go back to the table which of course is toothless so your members as you've noted the that is the members of the mta part of the newton educators local voted to go on strike and a judge imposed a significant fine for not going back to work. Um, I don't know if you can or can't say anything about that, but I would appreciate knowing your perspective, if you can share it, on what happens next with regard to this strike. Well, that's exactly right what you said, Bill. People need to understand that the, the entire system is weighted against the union and the employees. There is no punishment for delay tactics, stall tactics by these high-priced anti-union lawyers that the Newton School Committee hired, Liz Valerio, Valerio and Dominello. But when the educators um, chose to finally, after over a year, to say, you know what, enough is enough. We need to have real, we're going to force this conversation. Now they're getting um, big fines imposed upon them. But they are stalwart. I mean, all I can say is that the members have shown up in greater numbers on the picket lines, in greater numbers at rallies. They've been joined and supported by Senator Markey, Senator Warren, Congressman McGovern. Congresswoman Presley showed up at a rally the other day, and labor leaders around the country, because they're fighting for not just fair pay, but fair pay is important, especially for the lowest paid, the paraprofessionals, but also paid parental leave. A social worker in every school because of the mental health crisis that our students are facing. So these are some of the these are some of the top issues that they've been not been able to get the school committee to discuss. So yes, we are. There's another court date this morning, and the court will again try to see what further um, things they can try to do to 
to the members, and I think the members are going to be stalwart. They want a fair contract, and we want that for them. Explain this to me, Max. I don't quite understand. Newton has a reputation, I think deservedly so, for being one of the wealthiest communities in Massachusetts. How can their school committee insist time and time and time again that we just don't have the money? Or is it they just don't want to spend the money for a living wage, particularly for the uh, paras, as well as for the other educators in the local? Yeah, it, Bill, it seems like the latter one. I, would, I mean, I think the union has documented that there is a lot of money in free cash um, in the city and the, that the, the mayor has kind of kept hold of money for other pet projects beyond the schools. And so they, we've done a deep dive, supported them, and looking closely at the budgets, and it's pretty clear, it is very clear, that there is money to um, support this fair contract. And again, pay is a piece of it, but it is also many other items like fair paid parental leave that most other, all other employees in the state have. I don't think people realize that paid family medical leave, that wonderful law that we won several years ago, only applies, does not apply to municipal workers. So a largely female workforce does not have access automatically to um, paid family medical leave. So these things are not very expensive, but they have been unwilling to move um, only just to start discussing that four days into the strike. So I guess one last question on this before we move on to the governor's budget. Uh, is there another bargaining session set up uh, so that there might be hope for a resolution of this strike, a mutual agreement between the uh, MTA, its local, and Newton and the school committee? Our bargaining team, that is the Newton Teachers Association, um, has been at the table, been offering 10 hours a day of bargaining. And they have been there every day, and there has been almost zero movement from the school committee. There was starting to be some back and forth on this parental leave issue the other day, but it's moved very slowly. But yes, every day our members are there. In fact, they're there right now awaiting real back and forth bargaining so that everyone can get back to school. I would want to be crystal clear. There is no one in Newton of the 1,900 members who desired to go out on strike as if it were a fun thing, something they'd really like to do. It is something that after over a year they felt was necessary to do, to bring this to a conclusion and in a fair way. And they've stayed strong in that belief, and they hope that the school committee will come to the table and really bargain in good faith. Max, in the few minutes we have left, let's turn to the governor's budget, which seems to have been received with uh, a lot of enthusiasm, but I suspect that from an educator's point of view in the Commonwealth, that's not the case. What is your reaction, the MTA's reaction, you're the president of the MTA, to the governor's budget? Well, first thing, I mean, there are some, some of the good news is, is largely because of what we did, that is the MTA and its colleagues at Raise Up Massachusetts to win passage of the so-called millionaire's tax, the fair share amendment. Because some of the things that the governor trumpeted at her speech that I was at last week was about universal school meals, lots more money for regional transportation and for the MBTA, the Mass Reconnect free tuition for community college students who are older than 25, and on and on. Those are all paid for by the revenues that come from the top 0.5% wealthiest people in the state, and it is doing some great things. That said... Um, there's a lot of cuts in this budget. There's almost really very minimal increase 
for our districts and, and out west, especially our rural districts, smaller towns. There's going to be there's threats of real cuts, and that's not what we need. That's the opposite of what our students need. Um, as I was mentioning earlier, the mental health crisis requires more intervention, more support. So we are going to be working very hard as the budget process goes on, and it goes on for like six months, as you well know, through July, uh, sometimes into August. Um, and we are going to make make it clear that we need a lot more supports for public schools, but also achieving debt-free public higher education. We made some progress last year due to the fair share amendment, but that has kind of stalled in this preliminary proposal. So some good things, but a lot of work to be done um, in improving this budget. And, you know, this is, I will just say last thing is that that this the, the bad parts of the budget are in part due to some of the tax cuts for wealthy people that the legislature with the governor's encouragement passed this past fall. That was going against what the, what the voters had wanted. So we're going to try to fix that too. And when you say more work to do and fix that too, we're talking about additional funding for these critical critical parts of what the Commonwealth says is in fact our Commonwealth, our students in our public educational institutions. Do I have that right? Absolutely right. You know, we have been working very hard for passage of the Cherish Act, which is we've achieved debt-free public higher education. It's sponsored by Senator Joe Cumberford and Representative Pat Duffy and a number of others out in Western Mass. And we made progress last year, some real increases really getting closer to the idea that a working class student does not have to take on $33,000 of debt. That's the average debt our students graduate from a public college with. And so we've got to continue that. And this, this budget does not go nearly far enough in that regard. So look, there's a long process. You know, often the governor makes her proposal, but then the the real conversation happens as the House makes its budget and then the Senate and they try to resolve the differences. And we will be right in there pushing for as much as possible for public schools and colleges. We've been speaking with Max Page, the president of the Massachusetts Teachers Association. We really appreciate your time. I know it's a very busy morning for you, Max. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for your insight and perspective. Thank you, Bill. Thanks, Buzz. Bye. We'll be right back with the Northamptons after this. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg. 